Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Love it. In the past 12 months, over 3 million people have died of COVID-19 globally out of the world's population. But God has kept you with a grateful heart and a heart of gratitude to say thank you to the Lord. It is not that we are the smartest people. It isn't because we are the most holy people. It's not because we are righteous. But by his grace and his mercies, will you lift up your hands and say thank you. Is there anybody here tonight, this morning, who is grateful for the gift of life? Is there anybody here this hour who is able to breathe in and out? Who is able to lift his or her hands? Who is able to open his or her eyes and see? Is there anybody here this morning who, who dressed themselves? They did not need any support from anybody. Beloved, this is the doing of the Lord. It is the doing of the Lord. It is the doing of the Lord. Will you thank you? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Father, we are thankful. Father, if that is all we need to do today, we are willing and ready to draw. That if that is all you have for us, we are ready because you are the reason of our being. You are the reason of our gathering. Therefore, we will not let routines and protocol stop you from that which you have for your people. As we lift up our hands unto you, may you touch your people. As we draw, pour unto us. Say that there will be no room enough to receive. You are never limited of supply. Kabayakata. For the widow with the borrowed vessels, until her vessels run out, then you stop the supply. Father, as much as we desire to draw from you, let the virtue that went out of your body and touched 12 years issues, 12 years pain, 12 years neglect, 12 years embarrassment, 12 years isolation. Let the same power reach us wherever we are at. As you ended her pain 12 years in one day, let our pain 
our uncertainty end by the power from Christ Jesus. We thank you, most excellent Father. To you be all the glory, to you be all the honor, and to you be all the praise. Somebody shouts, thank you, Jesus. Somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. Somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. For the fourth time, will you give the Lord a biggest shout of thank you, Jesus? For the fifth time, will you give the Lord a bigger shout of thank you, Jesus? For the sixth time, will you shout thank you, Jesus? And for the last time, will you bless his holy name? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, as a ministry, we come to say thank you. Father, as a ministry, we come to say thank you. For how far you are brought us to say thank you. Father, for how far you are taking us, we say thank you. For the wonderful sons and daughters you have blessed us, we say thank you. For the amazing leadership, we say blessed be thy name, thank you. For all the workers in this ministry, Father, we say thank you. Father, we thank you for all the givers. All those who tie to this ministry, we say thank you. Those who give their offering to this ministry, we say thank you. Those who give their skills, their services, their talent, their wisdom, their ability to serve this ministry, Father, we say thank you. For those who make uncommon sacrifices, that your will will be done in this ministry, Father, we say thank you. Father, indeed, we cannot thank you enough. I lift up my hands before that throne. With the entire leadership of Bread of Life Ministries, our deacons, deaconesses, our trustees, our departmental heads, and the entire congregation of Bread of Life Ministries, our boys and girls, men and women, young and old, unborn babies and toddlers, Father, we say thank you. We are grateful, Almighty God, David said, for who am I and what is my house that you have favored me in this much? I believe each one of us can testify that we have received favors we did not deserve. We have received blessings we did not work for. And we want to say thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Beloved, God bless you. What an amazing presence of God in our midst today. And God is not moved yet. He's still here with us.
Hallelujah. And I want you, whatever you do in this service, reverence his presence, his power, and his might in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You want to take this privilege to welcome each and everyone here. Praise God. It's lovely to see all of you. Hallelujah. And we thank God for your lives and that of your household. Blessing of God over your household in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Even as whatever has brought you this morning to draw from his throne, may the Lord give you and bring you to the overflow. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, um, let's get into the word. Uh, I believe um, God has blessed us so much this morning that I can literally share the grace together and close this service. But I'd also desiring to bring this um, series to an end if the Lord gives me grace today, building the tabernacle. And um, last week, I started a sub-team. My body is tabernacle. My body is temple. My body is sanctuary. Whichever way you prefer, whichever of this you want to use, tabernacle, temple, sanctuary, it will work for you. So even though you, you appears to have your own body to yourself, that you decide to choose whatever you want to do with your body. We had an understanding from last week that even though you have the body to yourself, your body is also some, the, the king of kings residence, praise God. If the king of kings is residing in you, you cannot do anything that you want to do, amen. As a matter of fact, we, we, we read from the word, hallelujah, that you cannot, even though it is all you have, you cannot do everything in your sight that you seems right to your body because your body is the king of kings resident. And last week we, we learned from the book of John chapter number two, how Jesus went into the temple and found businessmen and businesswomen. They have taken their, their business from the market into the church and have turned the church into a commercial center. They've turned the church into a, a marketplace. And Jesus was furious. He did not go and plead with them. Jesus did not go and beg them. He, he was angry with them. Hallelujah. He was angry with them. Hallelujah. He was angry with them. And Bible says that he took a whip. He took a whip and he drove them all out of the temple. Hallelujah. He did not preach to them. He did not um, say anything, but he took a whip to those who have turned his residence into a marketplace. Hallelujah. Bible says that he just collapsed their business. How did he do that? He turned the tables upside down. That means that that was the end of their business. It is not going to carry on 
in his house any longer. Amen. There are times that so like you might have the right to do what you think you have to do, but realize that your body is also the king of kings residence. Though we own our body, think that we have right to do everything we want, but realizing also that the king of kings and the lord of lords inhabit, dwells on the inside of you, you cannot do everything. Amen. Hallelujah. So today, by the grace of God, I would like to bring a concluding part to this sub-theme and then our series, Building the Tabernacle. How many of you have been blessed by this series? Let's see by a show of hands. Hallelujah. If the Lord has blessed you with this, and it is our prayer that this will continue to bless you and it will change our lives. It will transform our lives the way we do things. Even it will transform the way we speak to one another. It will transform the way we even dress. Hallelujah. It will transform the way we conduct ourselves. It will transform the way we relate to our neighbor. Hallelujah. It will transform the way we do and go about our business. Praise God. Because we can do anything, but not everything. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, last week I touched on this in John chapter number two. Again, praise God. Reading from verse number 19, Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. Hallelujah. Three days. Because three is a number of God. Hallelujah. Three is a number of God. It is the agreement of the unity or the unity agreement or the unity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So if these three be in one and be in accord, there is nothing that shall be impossible. Praise God. So I said, destroy this temple. And in three days, he did not say seven days, which signifies completion. But I said, in three days, I will raise it up. Hallelujah. What does it mean? I will build, build it up again. Hallelujah. But the Bible says that the Jews were very angry and feared. And the Jews replied, it took 46 years. 46 years is a very long time to build a tabernacle. 46 years is a long time to build a temple. 46 years is a long time to build a sanctuary. Some of you has been with us. I mean, all these years we are trying, we are trying to build the Lord a tabernacle. And you know how difficult and challenging it has been. It hasn't been easy. And this people for 46 years, 46 years took to build a temple for the Lord. And here comes the son of man saying that they destroy that with their forefathers have laid a foundation with their lives and completed it with the lives of their sons and daughters and that he will pull it all down and raise it up again in three days. But verse number 21 of John chapter number two, the Bible says, but he was speaking of the temple, which was his body. And if that is your Bible, I want you to highlight it. Praise God. 
but he was speaking. And I touched on this briefly last week that the people were so carnal that they could not descend the things of their spirit. Hallelujah. When he, he, he touched that, which was very sensitive to them, some of you, this, my body, his temple is a very sensitive area for you. And you say, Pastor, what are you talking about? That I can do anything, but not everything. That my own body, I cannot dress it the way that I want. I cannot put in my body that which appears or seems well in my sight or that which I love or I prefer. What are you talking about? That my body is his temple. What do you mean? What is the temple? What is the church building there for? Why is he inhabiting in me? And it's, it's a sensitive area for you. But God will always touch our sensitive areas. Why? Because he wants to bring us out of the carnal into the spiritual. He wants us to live in the spiritual realm. For he says that he did not call us to sit in earthly places with the prime ministers and the president and the MPC here in our, our level. God always wants to raise up, up higher in Revelation. And say, come up higher, and I will show you things to come. So if you remain at the same level, you will see nothing. So he said that this God has elevated Christ Jesus so much to the to the to the point that he's given a name that is above every other name. And that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee bows, every tongue confesses that Jesus, the Elohim, the Messiah. Yeshua is the one and only true king and God. Amen. And not only that, we are also given this privilege and being seated equally in heavenly places with him. So he has not called us to carnality. He has called us into the spirit. That if we die with him, we also reign with him. So what are you talking about? My body, his temple. He wants to get us out of the canal, out of our hard sweat. Our forefathers worked 46 years and you say you raise it up in three days. He wants to raise us to sit in heavenly places with him. So when he talks, we understand it spiritually. And we are not living in the canal. But the Bible says that in order to address their carnality, he made it clear and 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 bring an understanding that, guys, I am not talking about bricks and mortar. I am talking about that which bricks and mortar cannot put together. That which the hands of man cannot put together. I am talking about my body. You people are going to destroy, you are going to kill me. You think that by killing me, you destroy me. By killing me, you 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 kill my assignment and do everything. But by doing that on the third day, I will come back to life. Realize that 
the, the spiritual did not come first. In God's economy, the spiritual never comes first. The physical always shows up first. And I will prove to you in the word of the Lord. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, verse number 16. Do you not know and understand that you, the church, you what? The church. Amen. That you, the church, that is how the amplifier render is, are the temple of God. Amen. Ecclesia, which is the church, it is not a Zoom link. Neither is it a physical address or, or a building. We are the Ecclesia of the Lord. It is you and me that makes up the call out the church. So don't you understand? Just as in the physical church, in a physical building, four walls of a tabernacle, a temple, a sanctuary, a church building, a denomination, where a meeting place, a tent of meeting. Just as we cannot put anything in that building, so it is with the building of the body. My body, his temple. It's like Jesus entering the temple and chasing people out. So it is with our spiritual body. Is anybody receiving anything for today? So, Paul in his epistles to the Corinthians church is asking them, this is a question, because when he saw the things they were doing, the things they engaged in, he asked them, do you not know and understand that the church, it is not the physical meeting place, but the people that makes the meeting is the church. And that is the temple of God. It is God's dwelling place. And the spirit of God dwells permanently in you. Not in the building. Not in the tent but in the gathering of the people in the tent that the spirit of God dwells. Somebody say, Pastor, what are you talking about? This is what I mean. Leviticus chapter number 26, reading from verse number 11, and I want everybody to turn there. If you've got a Bible with you, I want anybody to turn there. And I'm going to ask somebody to read for me. So if you haven't got one, quickly grab a Bible. And I'm going to ask someone to read for me. Praise God. I'm going to ask Auntie Yvonne. We haven't seen her for a very long time. Let's show her some love. Praise God. Hallelujah. Auntie Yvonne, you're going to be my, my preaching partner today. Praise God. I want you to read for me Leviticus chapter number 26. 
verse number 11. I will live among yes. you in my scarred tent, and I will never I will turn do away from you. I will live. I will live among you and do what? In my scarred tent. And I yes. will never turn away from you. And I will, I will never turn away from you. And if you have been with us from the beginning of this series, building the tabernacle of the Lord, hallelujah, building the tabernacle of the Lord, we said that tabernacle is a symbol of God's dwelling place. Amen. The tabernacle refers, the temple refers, the sanctuary refers, the dwelling place of God. Amen. Amen. And what does Leviticus 26, 11 says? Auntie Yvonne, if you are there, can you read again? I will live among you in my sad tent, and I will never turn I away will live among you in my sacred tent, in my holy tent, in my righteous tent. So you see, he is making us holy, imputing on us the righteousness of God, because God cannot inhabit anything that is not holy. So he said, I will live among you in my sacred tent, in my holy tent, in my righteous tent, not in a building, but in you. We have known that the tent, the temple, the tabernacle, the sanctuary refers to the dwelling place, the habitation of God. And we said from about three weeks ago, to dwell is to permanently abode. It is not to check in and out at will. It is permanently abode. So it is God's intention and it is the mind and the will of God to permanently abide with us. Somebody, if you receive anything, say amen. Yes, Auntie Yvonne, read on for me, please. Verses number 12. I will be with you. I will be your God and you will be my people. I the Lord your God brought you out of Egypt so that you would no longer be slaves. I broke the power Amen. that hold you down and I let you walk with your head held high. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Oh, somebody, you miss a good place to, to clap for the Lord and to rejoice your victory. Some of your breakthrough is right there. Maybe you are in this service and like from the beginning, you were soaked in tears. Hallelujah. But God has brought you here to raise you up, to lift your head up, to be the lifter of your head and his, your, his glory in the mighty name of Jesus. For some chapter number three, many have said there is no hope for them. There is no hope for her. There 
there is no hope for him. There is no hope for them as a church. Hey, by you, oh God, hey, you, you live with me. You abide with me. Hey, you have made me your dwelling place. Not just a dwelling place, but a sacred one, a holy one. And you broke my away my chains. Beloved, realize that it is when God has access. It is when he has tabernacle with you. It is when he abides with you that he, can, he goes further to break away your chains, to take you out of bondage, to deliver you from slavery, and to lift your head up. Beloved, when you are in slavery, your head is always bowed down because people talk down at you. But God says that, I did all this thing for you so that I can raise up your head. That you can walk upright. The Amplifier says that I made you walk upright with heads held high as free men. Beloved, not only does he dwell among us, as I said about four, three weeks ago, that just as we have our own physical house dwelling, that we move from one room to the other, you can move from the lounge to the kitchen. So God has his lounge, his kitchen, his bedroom, his executive hall, everything on the inside of us. So he moves among us. He says in verse number 12, I will walk among you. He says, I will be with you. I will walk among you. So I will move from place to place within you. I will work in your heart. I will work in your body. I will work in every part of you. If I dwell, because I sickness cannot, I cannot dwell with sickness. So I've got to bring healing to the body. I will walk among you and, and do you good. Hallelujah. I will be your God. So in other words, then Satan and, and power of darkness cannot overcome you because God himself is Ayakata, is the light over your body, is the light over your soul. He is the, he is the one who watch over your soul, the shepherd of your soul. And if he be the light over your life, darkness cannot overcome you. That is why he said that I brought you out of slavery, out of Egypt. Why? Because you did not belong to Egypt. Somebody say, I don't belong to Egypt. And many of us are in the kingdom and we are behaving like Egyptians. But you don't belong to Egypt. You don't belong to Egypt. Kapayakata. Somebody get a revelation from this. Egypt was not destined for the children of Israel. Amen. You know, where Romans tells us, this is what we are doing. Let me digress a little bit. This is what we are doing in our midweek service. Amen. When Romans 8, 28 tells us that now we know that all things work together for our good. Egypt was by a mistake. 
Amen. That the Israelites landed there by the God who is able and had the power and ability and the capacity to make all things work in our favor and our good. Turn it for the good. They were not meant to be there. Because if you check the account, it was envy and strife and jealousy that made uh, Israel entered Egypt. If they had not sold Joseph to the Ishmaelite and Joseph gone on to be in Potiphar's wife and be there. And when the Lord then said that, wow, because if you read Genesis chapter number 15, Joseph himself said, this is a whole new message, praise God. Joseph himself said that, you meant it for evil, but the Lord turned it for good. Why? Joseph knew his word, that he served a God who is able to make all grace abound and able to turn everything to work in our favor, even the evil ones. He's able to turn it for our good. So Bible says, now that when Joseph was made the second prime minister of Egypt, he said, go bring my father. And he brought his whole family into Egypt. And because he was the governor there, life was good. They had LG in all of their houses. They, they, they brought up LG. Amen. In their lounges, I mean LG. In their kitchen, LG. I mean, in their cars, LG. In, in their chariots, LG. Everything was good. Because they even lived in the best part of the land, Goshen. And when there's total darkness in the whole land of Egypt, God was their life. So life was very good. They didn't have to work. They didn't have to bother. They didn't have to. Life was good. Praise God. So life is good. Life is good. Somebody say life is good. But Bible said there came a Pharaoh who did not know Joseph. How can a Pharaoh come and not know Joseph? These are people who prided themselves in history, in chronicle. So everything that has happened in the country has been chronicled. It has been written down. So how can you ascend the throne of the Pharaoh? And you don't know Joseph. That Joseph brought deliverance and saved the nation Egypt. But Bible says, there arose a Pharaoh who did not know Joseph. And life changed for them. But because it was not meant, Egypt was not their destination. Because God has promised them a land flowing with milk and honey. That that is the address of my people. Where nothing will be missing, nothing will be broken. So I said, I had to bring you out the land of Egypt. That you no longer be slaves. I broke your bars and your yoke that you may walk upright. Today, may you, may every yoke around your life be broken. By the spirit of the Lord, may every bondage, every bars of yoke around your life be broken in the name of Jesus. Poverty is not your address. Sickness is not your address. 
Lack of decision is not your address. Lack is not your address. May every spirit of lack, envy be broken off your life in the mighty name of Jesus. It is the will of God eh, that your head will be lifted up, that you walk up as a free man, a free woman, where you don't have to look who is coming after you. Indebtedness is not your address in the name of Jesus. No creditor will come and take your sons and daughters away in the name. Nobody will possess your possession eh, because you owe them money. He wants to set you free. That is why you cannot put everything in your body. Because your body is someone's residence. And it is no mean person. It is no mean God. It is the king of kings that dwells on the inside of you. Say, I will walk among you and I will be your God. Hallelujah. And I will be your God. He wants to, us to lift our heads high in the mighty name of Jesus. Last week we touched on a spiritual house. Hallelujah. We touched on a spiritual house but i said with the kingdom of god the spiritual doesn't come first the physical always shows up first ishmael isaac check them out all the time the physical will show up first before the spiritual in the book of second corinthians praise god Second Corinthians chapter number 15, verse number 44. Hallelujah. Are you getting understanding? Hallelujah. Paul is saying that, don't you know? Don't you understand? So do you understand? So what it simply means that the people lack knowledge. They lack understanding. That they did not know that. They thought that the dwelling place was vessel center. Hallelujah. If that was the place, then how can God show up on Zoom by uh, link? It means that it, you carry the presence of God. You carry the spirit of God. I carry the spirit of God. So when we come together, Hallelujah. when we come together, the spirit of God is away. In that meeting, anything is possible. It is as that made the meeting. It is not the vessel center. Right now, vessel center is empty. Nobody is there but you are in your home. I am in my home. The spirit of God is working in you. It is the spirit of God that has brought you via Zoom here, that we bring in what God has deposited in us. That, that he, because he dwells in us, he, he loves fellowship. So he brings us together. Whether there is a fiscal building or not, he brings us together because he desires this fellowship. And you also desire the belonging. So we come together to worship him and to praise him. So I said, don't you understand? Do you now understand that you can do anything but not everything? That though it is your body, it is also his residence. God resides in you. When I say, I will live among you. 
and walk among you. Hallelujah. I will be your God and you my people. Hallelujah. Is somebody getting understanding from this? Hallelujah. Auntie Yvonne, are you there? Yes, Pastor. Praise God. Now come with me today. You are promoted. Praise God. <laughs> yeah, you become my <laughs> assistant today. Praise God. Yes, um, 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse number 44. 1 Corinthians 15, 44. Mm-hmm. When buried, it is a physical body. When raised, it will be a spiritual body. There is, of course, Mm -hmm. a physical body. So there has to be Mm -hmm. a spiritual body. For the scriptures... There is, is, of course, a physical body. So in the realm of the spirit, I said, whatever happens in our world is symmetrical in the spiritual realm. So if there be a physical temple, then there must be a spiritual temple. Are you understanding me? Yes, Pastor. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, let, let's let's just clap for uh, Auntie Yvonne. She's been amazing. Wow. <laughs> Praise God. Please read that same verse for me again. First Corinthians 15, 44. When buried, oh, you are a very good, you can be amazing interpreter. Yes. When buried, on. it is a physical body. When raised, mm-hmm. it will be a spiritual body. There is, of course, a physical body. So there has to be a spiritual body. 45. And amen. Amen. You see, I jumped. That is powerful. That is powerful. So if whatever that is happening here on earth, it is already is in the spiritual realm. It is symmetrical. What is going on here on earth, the same is going on in heaven, in the realm of the spirit. So when we die, we die physically, but we raise spiritually. I said in God's economy, the spiritual does not come first. The physical always shows up first. Ishmael, check him out. Amen. So Amen. we have Paul is addressing the issue here that the first is not always the spiritual, but the physical. So the Bible is telling us that if there is a physical body, then there must also always also be a spiritual body. Do you understand? Let's turn this to a Bible class. Amen. Yeah, it's my preaching partner there. Let's read on. This is number 45. Yes. For the scripture says, the first man, Adam, was created a little but the last man, but the last Adam is the life-giving spirit. 46. Yes. It is not the spiritual. Stop there one minute. Let's, let's go into this a little bit. It says, 
So it is written. So it is written. The first man, Adam, became a living soul. When God created man, what did he do? He formed man out of the dust. And Bible says he breathed upon him the life-giving spirit, the zoe kind of breath. And that man, Adam man, the man that was formed with a clay, something that has no life, something that was no breath. The moment Yeshua breathed into him, zoe, that which was clay, that which was without form, became a living being. Amen. Amen. It says, became a living soul. He, an individual, that which has no life. It is not the spirit, but the physical. Amen. How physical? He formed man. Amen. Amen. And what made man a living soul? To have an identity and a spirit is the breath of God. The spirit, the breath of God gives us life. And the spirit gives us understanding. There is a spirit of God in a man that giveth life and understanding. Is somebody following with me? Amen. 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 Is somebody getting blessed today? Amen. So Amen. when the physical, God breathed into the physical, the physical became a living soul. The last Adam, that is the first man. The first man we know is called Adam. Am I right? The first man we know is called Adam. Amen. So the Bible says that the last Adam, and in my, in my Bible, the amplifier, it has put into bracket Christ. So after Christ, there will be no other man. There will be no, uh, not, no nothing. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. So after Christ, there is nobody else. Amen. So the Bible said the last man, the last Adam, Christ, became a life-giving spirit. Now, do you understand the difference? One became a living soul, and one became a living spirit. So the last Adam, Christ, his breath gives life. That is why Job said there is a spirit of God in a man that giveth life and understanding. Are you with me today? Are you with me today? Restoring the dead to life. So when Christ breathes upon you, anything that is dead comes to life. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Now, Auntie Yvonne, let's read on. Verse number 46. Verse number 46. It is not the spiritual that comes first, but the physical. It is not what? The spiritual that comes first. It is not what? Talk to me, Auntie Yvonne. It is not it what? Is, it is not the spiritual that comes first, but the physical. It is not the spiritual 
that comes first. In God's economy, the spiritual does not always come first. Amen. Amen. Before the spiritual, the physical will always show up. And if you are not descending, if you haven't got the spirit of descending, the physical will come and you think that my kingdom has come. Auntie Mo, what is the word of God say in verse number 46? It is not the spiritual that comes first, but the physical. It is and not what everybody, I want you to get this right. The spiritual does not come first in God's economy. But you see, whatever is happening here on earth is symmetrical. It, it goes on in line, the same in the realm of the spirit. So in God's economy, in God's kingdom, the spiritual does not come first because there's got to be always a redemption Amen. and a deliverance. And the physical cannot redeem the spirit. You miss a good place to say thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Beloved, the physical cannot deliver the spirit because it is the spirit that giveth life to the physical. Read on, Auntie Yvonne. Verses number 47. The first Adam made Verse of earth. 46. Repeat 46 for me. Number 46. It is not the spiritual that comes first, but the physical and then the spiritual. The first Adam made of earth came from the earth. The second Adam came from heaven. Verses number Amen. 48. Amen. That is fine. 47 is okay. 47, 47 is okay. God bless you. Let's appreciate uh, Auntie Yvonne. Praise God for good reading. In God's kingdom, the spiritual does not come first. But the physical. So the Bible says that, however, the spiritual, the immortal life is not first. In other words, the physical, the, 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 the spiritual does not always show up first. When you expect it to show up first, it doesn't. But the physical, the mortal life, then the spiritual. So it says that the first man, Adam, is of earthly. God made man out of the dust of the earth. Earthly. Amen. And God breathed into him Zoe, life-giving spirit. And the Bible says, and Adam became a living soul. Amen. Physical. The second man, Christ, the Lord, is from heaven. He has no beginning and no end. He's a life-giving spirit. So, when Jesus said that, destroy this temple and I'll raise it in three days. The physical has already been. Are you with me? Amen. Oh, I'm, we are going back to our message. In John chapter number two, when Jesus said, destroy this temple, the, the Jews said, that, wow, this is unheard of. Our forefathers used 46 good solid years, hard labor. The number of offerings we gave the number of tithes we gave, the number of sacrifices we gave to build this tabernacle, 
You have the nerves to destroy it in three days, to destroy it and raise it up and rebuild it in three days. But they did not know that he was talking of his body, which is the tabernacle, which is the spiritual. Amen. The, the, the physical has already been. So my body, his tabernacle, my body, his temple, my body, his sanctuary, the physical body, temple has already been. The physical has been. We are talking of the spiritual body. Corinthians says that if there is a physical body, there must be a spiritual body. If there's a physical tabernacle, there must be a spiritual tabernacle. Auntie Yvonne, are you still there? I can't see you on my screen. Okay, I'll read on. 1 Peter chapter number 2. 1 Peter chapter number 2, reading from the verse number 4. Come to him, the risen Lord, as to a living stone, which men rejected and threw away, but which is choice and precious in the sight of God. We believers, we who, we believers, we born again, we sons and daughters of God, we the, the one he shed his blood for, me and you, everyone online this hour, we are the believers of God because we believe Christ as our Lord and personal Savior. We have made a confession with our heart and with our mouth, and Christ lives, dwells on the inside of us. So you believers, like living stones, like what? Living stone. We are like living stone and being built up into a spiritual house. Oh, somebody preach with me today. We are doing what? We are being built up into a spiritual house. Why not a physical house? Because a physical house has already been. In God's economy, the spiritual does not come first. But the physical, then the spiritual. So we are being built into a spiritual house for a holy and dedicated priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices. That is acceptable and pleasing to the Lord. Somebody shout amen. amen. And that is who you are. Amen. That is who you are. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, verse number 17. Amen. In fact, let's go back to verse number 16. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's go. Let's go quickly to 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, verse number 16. 1 Corinthians 3:16. Surely you know that you are God's temple and that God's mm -hmm. spirit lives in you. So mm -hmm. if anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's mm -hmm. temple is holy. And you yourself are his temple. No one should fool himself. If no one among you thinks that he is wise by this world standards, he will become Amen. a fool. That, that is enough. Thank you. Okay. And I want to end this 
on 1 Corinthians 3.17. If anyone destroys the temple of God, corrupting it with false doctrine, God will destroy the destroyer. That is a good prayer point for somebody. God destroyed the destroyer for my sake. Amen. Amen. Whoever intends to cause you pain, harm, your vision, your dream, your goals to perish. Let Amen. God destroy the destroyer. Can the Amen. captive be taken captive? Yes. yes. Amen. Amen. For the temple of God is holy, sacred, and that is what you are. Amen. That is what you are. Beloved, your body is temple. Your body is tabernacle, and his tabernacle, his dwelling place is holy. And the Bible says that is what you are. You are holy, you are righteous, you are the habitation of the Lord, you are God's resident, and that is who you are in the mighty name of Jesus. Not a physical temple, not a physical building, but you are a spiritual house. For Peter says that likewise, we also are being built into a spiritual house for the priesthood dedicated for sacrifices. As we bring this message to an end, may you know from today, may you have an understanding that you can do anything, but not everything. Your body is temple. Did you receive something for today? You are God's holy tabernacles, and you are righteous. You are holy in the name of Jesus. Will you lift up your hands together? Let us pray. Talk to God right now. Talk to, talk to him right now. Say, if you destroy his temple, he also destroy you. The destroyer will be destroyed. The captive will be taken captive. Will you talk to him in the next 30 seconds? That father, I did not know, but now I know. I did not understand that my body is your holy habitation. It's your dwelling place. But now I know. Make it fit for the camp. Lord, prepare me. There's a song we sing. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Why? Make me holy that you can dwell in me. Will you talk to him? Father, now I know. Paul says, don't you understand that you, your body is the career of the, of the spirit of God and that God dwells among you. Let me so I will have my liberty in you and you will never be ashamed. Say, Father, it says that desolate land shall be inhabited. Maybe you have been desolate for a long time, but from today, you shall be inhabited. Kebra kapayakata Yeman nebros kapayamande Father, 
Father, destroy the destroyer. Hey, for the sake of your people, in the mighty name of Jesus, that which is destroying their tabernacle, Father, may you destroy them, that you have your full way and dwelling in us. Thank you, Father. Father, that we may know that my body is your habitation. Make me ready. Make me holy. For dedicated sacrifices. Cause me not to be carnal, to be physical, but live spiritually. I choose to be a holy temple, tabernacle, sanctuary for you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Beloved, if you receive something for today, will you put your hands together for the Lord? Hallelujah. 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 Now we know all things work together for our good. I believe maybe right now you are just deliberating and fighting with yourself. Why didn't I know this? Why did I do this to my body? Why did I destroy my body? Beloved, that was not the plan of God for you. But even that, it was not by accident that I digress in Egypt. That Egypt was not the destination for the people of God. But even though they got there, God brought them out. So will the Lord do for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, I believe the Lord wants to touch you right now. This is what the Lord wants to do. He wants to take you out of your Egypt. He wants to take you out of the slavery. He wants to make you a free woman. He wants to make you a free man. He wants to make you a free boy. He wants to make you a free girl. He wants your head to be lifted up. He wants you to come up here. Up higher from your periscope. He wants you to be lifted higher about your situations and issues so you can see things from God's perspective that if the Lord be with you no one can be against you the Lord wants to touch you right now will you give him access for the next 60 seconds coming into his house. He's coming to stay. He's coming to do that only he can do. He's come to lift up your head. 
The abuse has been so much. The hatred has been so much that you don't even consider yourself fit to be among men. But you are always hiding. But your name is Beulah. The Lord delights in you. Oh yes, I see a restoration. I see someone with uncommon joy and laughter. I see change of raiment. In the realm of the spirit, I see the Lord changing garments. Or some of our garments, he cannot inhabit in it. So he's bringing a new garment for his dwelling. Talk to him, talk to him. Talk to him. For he's doing it for you. That he can inhabit in you. He can dwell in you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Spirit of the living God. For that, you can do. Thank you for that word. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord favor you this week. May the Lord favor you this week. May the Lord favor you this week. And prosper your endeavors. May the Lord come through for you this week. May this week be uncommon for you. Of his love, his grace, his provision, his favor, and his dwelling. In the name of Jesus. Love you. God bless you. And we look forward to serve the Lord.